Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and folks, I got a real treat for you today. I got a great guest lined up for you. Army veteran, former special agent, and supervisor with the Department of Homeland Security. He's a podcast host. He's a contributor to uh, major news uh, networks all over the country. He's an author, a speaker, an all-around badass, and he is a community hero. Uh, And those of you that have listened to the show know exactly what I'm talking about. So without further ado, uh, I want to bring on uh, my friend, Dr. Jason Piccolo. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. That's a that's a heck of an intro, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh man. Well, listen, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, come talk with uh, me and our guests. So thanks. No, a lot. I've been looking forward to this, man. Big time. So um, let's dive right into it. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, geez. I'll give you the 30 second one to see if I can knock it out. Ready? Go. Well, in the 1990s, I was enlisted guy in the army. Okay. Got out of the army, went to college, got a bachelor's in law enforcement, commissioned as an infantry officer in the army, uh, in the reserves. Went on to become a U.S. Border Patrol agent, uh, working the southwest border. Then I became a customs special agent, which later becomes ICE, working in what they call high intensity drug trafficking area. So we had I worked a uh, undercover undercover proactive narcotics operations in San Diego for a while. Uh, was recalled at a tour in Iraq in 0506, combined. Um, actually assigned to the combined joint special operations task force as their anti-terrorism dude got back worked a bit with the civilian side working the uh, guantanamo cases went on to work with ice again uh ice officer ice supervisor then worked at ice headquarters and in between i got a bunch of education got a master's forensic science a doctor in strategic security but overall, the best thing ever is I have a great family and I have two awesome kids, man, 9 and 11. So that nice. is me in 30 seconds. Was that 30 that, seconds? That is awesome, man. That is <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, uh, boys, girls? I got a boy and a girl. Boys, 11. Girls, 9. That is awesome, man. I love it. And he's a father, folks. What, listen, this guy, is he's, he's the whole package right there. Um. Man, like, so I'm, I'm sitting here. I had a ton of questions written out, and I'm not even sure where to begin because – after that 30 second intro uh right there like my first question is is there anything you haven't seen i mean you you've had such a career and everything up until this point that we're that we're at today um first off thank you for your service not only for the military but everything that you do um down on the border i i guess my my first question is what what prompted the whole getting you into the military and then moving over into into border patrol and, and homeland. Is that all something that something yeah, you, you know, started I, uh, off as a kid? Growing up, I always wanted to be a cop. Yeah. I always wanted to be a soldier, a soldier and a cop. That's my two. I've always wanted to be both. So, you know, after high school, I really was kind of one of those wayward souls. You know, I failed out of community college and said, hey, you know what? I'm just going to follow my dream, be a soldier. I'm a soldier. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I really like this education thing. And then, um, got my degree, and then I followed my best friend into the Border Patrol. I never even heard about what the Border Patrol was. But my best friend joined, so then I followed him, man. And then um, Border Patrol turned into, hey, you know what? I want to do something different. I want to do something a little more uh, along my wheelhouse. Became a special agent, and then I just kept you know, pursuing education and pursuing whatever crimes I could. Now, how long are we t- timeline-wise from like Border Patrol, special agent, but the duration Border Patrol is two and a half years and special agent, you know, I'm still doing that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, going on 20 years now. 
Holy cow. 20 years this month, actually. Really? Congratulations. That Thanks, is, man. And I do awesome. have to give a shout out because, you know, uh, I did follow my best friend and he was a uh, linguist with my wife in the military. She was an interrogator. Both were Russian linguists. Then him and I became best friends. Kids were my, uh, his kids are my godson, godsons, and uh, he's godfather of my, my son, Johnny. And uh, Chris was a Border Patrol agent. And then he went to work on uh, Chris Bacon. Went to work with Customs and Border Protection and other aspects, but uh, lost his life in the line of duty two years ago. So I always, you know, I have to give a big shout out to that because, you know, compared to who I am, a lot of who I am in law enforcement and a lot of what I do is based on, I had some really, really good company. And uh, I really, you know, if you read any of my books or anything, you always say, I always give a shout out to Chris. So there's my shout out. Hey, that's awesome. And, and Rue, the other thing I want to add on to that, if you, you just mentioned your books. Folks, if you're listening to the show right now, that means you're already online. Open up another browser. Go to www.jasonpiccolo, J-A-S-O-N-P-I-C-C-O-L-O dot U-S. That's jasonpiccolo.us. You're going to see that he's got um, an about section. You can contact him for booking to uh, for, for a speaker. Uh, he's got his uh, podcast on there and then his books. And we'll get into the books here in, in, a, in a minute. Um, I want to talk a little bit about border. And the reason why is because I got a little bit of a background. I lived in Arizona for 25 years. I was in the Guard. I did the border mission. And this was like early... 2000 uh it would have been 2002 and then up 2004 and 5 uh ransom missions down there and it like you see the stuff that they cover on the news <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's you like, just leave it right there <laughs> what you're seeing on the news is the uh you're doing the photo the photoshop or the photo shoot right next to the, the fence line during the day at like 3 p.m. where there's nothing going on. They're saying, hey, we don't need a wall as you're standing next to a wall. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I lived in Sierra Vista. And then when I was in a border patrol, I did down, down to Ajo, Arizona. Oh, yeah. And it's like Wild West, man. And yeah. that's what the real border is like. Yeah. That's that was the okay, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people I had posted a picture. Uh, I was down in. Cochise County, um, east of Huachuca, and we were on a farm uh, farmer's land, and it was literally a, just railroad ties. It was the road and railroad ties, and that was it. That was the separation. Now, listen, those of you that are listening, I'm not getting into. Do we need a wall? Do we not need a wall? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just letting you know that what you see on mainstream media isn't. It's not like that all over the place there and and you know it's it's, I, uh, it's funny that most people get so mad they're like well, what are you talking about there's already a wall there i was like what my uh <laughs> my favorite story is when i you know i was down at the border in arizona and there's literally a string of fence in most of the places but it's it's i was working midnight shift out there it's like 2 a.m in the morning and um there <laughs> i see I'm, I'm sitting there in my truck and i see a suburban fly by me with a guy on top of it no lights on or anything. The guy on top was like human night vision. He was the one that directed him which way to go. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm like, it's just the thing, the, the truck was just filled with bodies, man. 
And I got in pursuit, not pursuit as in like, you know, license irons. I just got in behind it and they just turned right back into Mexico. And I was like, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> you, I, folks, I, I, I got to tell you, and, and Jason, you, I'm, I know you can contest this. Like this was um, a quick story about three years ago. My son and I and my dad were hunting north of Tucson, just north of Marana, near, north of, of Watts up there between uh, that and Eloy. And we came on a campsite. We we're out in the mountains and we came up on a campsite. So I climbed, you know, and they could tell it was fairly fresh. And I looked down into the valley down, you know, yonder, and there's a truck going going south. And, you know, I'd asked a, another friend of mine that, that lives out in that area. They're like, oh, yeah, they come up from, from Mexico all the time. I mean, it, and we're talking over 90 miles of just all mm-hmm. desert driving, folks. So there, there's a... Uh, a thing there but it, it's interesting and i always ask people that, it, that either work on the border or that live on the border like what are your thoughts on it or, you know how bad i don't want to say how bad it's gotten but it but it has it, it's gotten bad and it, it can be bad and if you've lived that life and and you see some things and and you're just like i can't believe <laughs> yeah and you see some some amazing things too <laughs> you're just like what are you guys doing you know oh, so, i know man and it's just like there's so much there's such a big story to it that you can't get a three to five minute sound bite no from any news network and get the real perspective of what the border is like no and and i i think you know the border patrol uh, themselves it's i think it's an underappreciated uh field um at least you know living in arizona as long as i did i you know it's like oh, i got border patrol we got border you know you, hats off to those guys that are down there, and and if you don't appreciate it, then I encourage you to go down there and and try to walk in their oh, boots yeah, for I, a day. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, you know one of the things I always tell people is talk to the people on the ground. Don't get the the leadership types in there. And whenever I talk to Congress or whenever I talk to anybody, I always try to keep my you know kind of foot on the pulse or whatever you call that, a hand on you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But I always tell people, Mike, talk to the agents on the ground. You know, I want to talk to the guy who's like a GS9, GS11, GS12 and see what they're doing, what kind of traffic they're pushing, what can we do to help them, you know, and what we could do help for them for the quality of life as well. Because, you know, you're sending people down to the border and you're saying, so what, you got a government job, Uh, we're going to put you in an austere environment, Yeah, live with it. And you're like, that's just not the reality of life. It's not. It's really not. Everybody's thinking, oh, government job, you're good, you're you're taken care of. But and it's so far from the truth. Anybody that's listening to this that has ever questioned what our border patrol agents have to go through on a daily, I I strongly encourage you to go down to a border town, yeah, and and walk in their shoes for a day and tell me you don't change your mind and your perspective of it. It it literally will will give you a whole new perspective and appreciation for life period yeah and i tell people I'm like look you know there's sixteen thousand border patrol agents covering a 24 7 365 mission for two thousand miles of border yeah. and that's including management and that's including support act, um, agents and everything so simply not enough manpower down there not at all i'm gonna switch it up a little bit here i'm gonna talk about your books you're an author yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. I. I, I, I want to just hit briefly on the books real quick because you got some some pretty interesting books. What are your books 
uh, let's go ahead and give the name of your books and what they're about. Sure. My first book is Unwavering Border Agent's Journey. And that kind of gives you the reality of the border, how I worked it, how I worked dope and everything. And that also works all the way up until I worked for the White House Security Council's human smuggling cell back in 2015. And it goes through my life. It's basically a memoir. My next book is what I call a nonfiction novella. So it's a nonfiction short. Okay. And that is out of bound. Um, Jeez. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like well, everything is going on right now. It's uh, out of the shadows, gotcha. because a government whistleblower's view of the border, essentially. So that's a quick nonfiction short. And the reason I wrote it is because I'm like, I want people to understand what's going on at the border with the unaccompanied alien children. And I also, you know, just want to give them a quick snapshot. And I've noticed that a lot of people, it's just like social media. You just want to, you really want to know. You don't want to dig into a 500 page book you kind of want to know what's going on. So yeah. that was my first foray into that. Nice. I love it. I love it. Folks, again, you can find these books on Jason's website. Go to jasonpiccolo.us. Um, yeah, and if you go to Amazon and Barnes & Noble as well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and we're going to have this the uh, the links up. Uh, I'll, I'll get the links to Barnes & Noble and Amazon as well, and we'll make sure we post that on uh, social media so you can check out the Decision Hour and Heroes Media Group for the links uh, to purchase the books there as well, folks. Um, Jason, you're a podcaster too. That's my life right now. I love it. Yeah. You know, outside of the day job, you know, I, I have the Protectors with Jason Piccolo podcast, and that is, you know, I really absolutely love it. I've had 79 shows so far and the guests just keep your, I mean, you're going to be coming on soon. So that's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, but the guests are just amazing, man. And you know, you've had to, now you, you, and we roll in, we obviously you and I roll in, in, in quite a few of the same circles and I've seen some of your guests. You've had mama Lee, uh, on the love Demi. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent guest. Yeah. But you, you, quite a few on there, but the majority of your guests are as as we would say at Heroes Media Group, are, are the heroes in the community that are out there, mm-hmm. the military, uh, the first responders, the law enforcement, the protectors of, of the, our great nation. Um, how did you get started in podcasting? <laughs> I, how did I get started in anything? You know, about, <laughs> <laughs> about, um, it's crazy because about a year and a half ago is the first time I ever did the news. And at first it was on NRA TV with Dana Lausch. And then after that, I started doing Fox all the time. I'm like, how is this happening to me? Then I'm like, one day I'm like, you know what? I always wanted to write a book. I'm going to write a book. But then last, uh, last January, last February, I'm like, you know what? I want to kind of get back from politics and get back to who I really am. And I'm not really a political animal. I do, maybe I'll eventually run for Congress or whatever, but I really like giving back to the community. And I was like, Hey, you know what? How can I get these stories out there? I mean, we have, all these separated communities. And I think you and I were kind of talking about this a little bit. You have law enforcement over here. You have first responders over here. You have military and veterans over here. And then you have all of those that support them. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's put it all together. Yeah. Let me talk to everybody and get everybody's perspective on life yeah. and, and do it. So I came up with the protectors and um, you know, I just want to bring stories and I always put, Whenever I ask guests to come on, I'm like, zero politics. I don't want to talk about your politics. I don't want to talk about my politics. I just want to talk about the community. So I was like, and you know what? The other thing is it's not long form either. It's, it's 20, 25, 30, maybe 40 minutes. 
Um, goes as long as we can. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I just, and you know, me, I'm, I'm just, when you first start something like a podcast, you're like, what is this? So yeah, YouTube, man. And I figured it out and just started it. Right on. Good for you, man. That's usually the best uh, way to do it. And I've watched some of your shows on YouTube. Your great interview. I love how you, you bring the guests on. And it, and I'd say it's they're, they're positive um, stories about people, you know, or you're getting to know the people, but it, it's in a positive, in a positive perspective is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. And one thing I want to throw out there is yeah. if you are a charity or if you're anything helping the community, feel free to hit me up. I'll, I'll put you on a show because I could put a million shows out and we could do video or audio because my main message is just, hey, you know what? How can we help others out? And I make zero money from the protectors. So uh, feel free to hop on and we'll make it happen. Folks, I want to <clears throat> point something out here that Jason would be somebody that, that I said before that he is somebody that we consider at HMG a hero, a community hero. Hashtag community hero. You guys have seen that, that have followed us for a while. Uh, Jason's heart's in the right place. And if you can't figure that out now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. You know, it, and, and I'm not just saying that because you're on the show right now and that we're talking. I'm saying that because I mean that you you have with your experience, obviously your heart's in, in the right place. You want to help other people. And the fact that you want to, uh, as we stated, you know, as you stated, you know, law enforcement here, veterans over here, and you're trying to bring everybody kind of like bringing the bridge in the gap. And that's what we have been trying to do at Heroes Media Group for many years. And, you know, I've always said many hands make light work. Right. And you, sometimes you have to put differences aside or too many people get their blinders on take the blinders off man we you only get one life and it's a beautiful mm -hmm. life and and live it to its fullest and when you got people out there like jason that's trying to bring the positive stories of what people and what organizations are doing listen, listen i always tell that. people too like and you know we'll probably talk about this off air but i'm going to throw you under the bus now but <laughs> if you wanted to do a uh a podcast along the same premise and then add in different elements or subtract or anything. It doesn't matter, man. There's yeah. plenty to go around Yeah, there. I always look at podcasts as one thing, you know, if I'm putting out a podcast a week, that's 25 minutes, man. Yeah. You know, people want to hear, they want to listen, they want content. Yep. Um, and the more content out there, that's quality content, the better. Yep. Absolutely. And I always tell people, I'm like, you're not ripping anything off of me. It's just, you know, Hey, you want my guests? I'll give you my guests all day long because yeah. I want their stories told. Right. So, I well, mean, and, just, and that's the whenever it thing. comes to it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a firm believer. Like I said, many hands make light work. And if there's people out there doing it, those are the people I want to work with. Those are the people. Because eventually, I look at it like this. We live in a world right now, and I think we all can agree that, one, mainstream media sucks. I say it all the time. Yeah, I, don't I care. agree. It sucks. <laughs> and there's too much negativity. We live in a world now where there's just too much negativity, and you absolutely, got, and and now you got guys like Jason and Heroes Media Group that have that have that have been trying to focus on the positive things in life, and and put the positive things that are out there because eventually, what I think, I think it's all mindset, you know, call it you know Jedi mind trade, whatever you want to say, but I think eventually what's going to happen is, is we get guys like us and other people like us that are pushing the positive stories. It it's not going to happen overnight. It might not even happen in 10 years, but 15, 20 years down the road, when yep. when everything makes that shift and everything's more positive and everything's on an upswing, 
people are going to be able to dissect it and look like, where did this all started? They're going to see guys like us in the middle of that core, organizations like us in the middle of that core, and say, hey, it started with these cats here. Well, it's a ripple effect, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Jay, we're coming up on time here, but I got one very important question that I want to ask you. It's a question I ask all my guests. Uh, you're on a show called The Decision Hour, and we make decisions every day. Name a time in your life where your <laughs> feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it, and what was the atmosphere like for you at the time? Oh, geez, man. I, you know, and I'm going to probably write a whole thing because uh, mine was like we were talking about this if you ever Google my name, Jason Piccolo, you're going to get a few different things out there. And the first thing that's going to pop up is Jason Piccolo whistleblower. So that was my, my critical decision right there. Do I forsake my government career and blow the whistle? And I'll give you a little quick 20 yeah. second backstory. Yeah, no, please. On that. So I, uh, 2015 working for the Obama white house's, uh, security councils, uh, DHS human smuggling cell, with the main goal of uh, disrupting, dismantling smuggling organizations that were pushing little kids, unaccompanied alien children up through the Southwest border. And yes, there were MS-13 integrated within those children, but far and the most of them were tender age, you know, 10 and under, or in, in uh, the border patrol would say 13 and under is tender age. But yeah, man, I, uh, I found out that we weren't vetting these sponsors i.e the government wasn't vetting the sponsors that these kids were getting released to while they were in the united states so uh i said you know what i have the experience let's just let's do an operation get these kids back in a safe hands and uh if these sponsors are still criminals and they have any warrants or anything let's hook them up but uh it fell on deaf ears so i uh blew the whistle man and uh, that is no, that is one of the reasons I don't work for Homeland Security anymore. Um, and that's all in the book and stuff like that. I, I'm not going to disparage anybody. I'm not going to disparage the agency because there was a few actors within the agency. And that's what I, whenever anybody's a whistleblower, a lot of times they're only blowing the whistle on a few different actors right. that are just doing the wrong thing. And uh, that is one of the biggest reasons I stay in the pulse and try to do whatever I can. I've been to Congress a million times since then trying to fix the border, trying to do whatever I can with my voice. And it's a lot easier that I don't work for them anymore. So yeah, man, that was my critical decision. Man. Whew. Thanks for sharing that decision with us, Jason. That's, that's something that my, I got my hair standing up on my, <laughs> that, that is, that is something else. Um, and thank you again for everything that you've done for our country. Uh, no, thank you too, man. And th- thanks for doing the show. Absolutely. I really appreciate this. Absolutely. And thank you for coming on to us uh, tonight. Folks, again, uh, check out Jason's website. Go to Jason Piccolo. That's Jason, J-A-S-O-N-P-I-C-C-O-L-O dot U-S. That's all the time that we have tonight. Before we let you go, uh, make sure you check out our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Uh, check out all the shows and uh, articles over there. we got some new stuff coming here in 2020. Uh, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, I'm Adam. You've been listening to The Decision Hour.